bonjour and a very warm welcome to the first episode of the Wild Astrology Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Albert, a counseling astrologer, life coach, holistic cycle educator, and yoga and meditation teacher based out of Northern Ontario, Canada. Now, thank you so much for tuning in. If you're anything like me, you're probably in love with astrology or at least curious about it. And today is a really special day. I'm actually airing on March 20th, which is the spring equinox. Now, the spring equinox in the northern hemisphere relates to the beginning of Aries season. So the sun ingress or the sun entrance into the first sign of the zodiac, which is Aries. It's also International Astrology Day, um, so I'm so thankful that we can be sharing um, our love for astrology within this context. Now, this episode is going to be focusing on all things Aries. Um, We're also going to be highlighting some transits from Aries season. And in this episode only, I'm going to be offering tips and strategies for navigating this cycle of the universe. Now, before moving forward with the content for this episode, I want to give a huge thank you to the members of the Astrology for Self-Care Club, which is a new community um, for supporting your self-care journey and navigating the cycles of the universe that I'm opening today. So the members of the Astrology for Self-Care Club are really making this possible by um, supporting my work and allowing my creativity to, um, to flourish and to stay alive. Um, so if you are curious about uh, joining this community for lovers of astrology, embodiment, and personal transformation, I highly encourage you to check it out. We meet every month for uh, virtual meetups to talk about astrology. We have astro embodiment meditations, full moon yoga classes. So you can uh, check out on my website more details at www.wildastrologybyalex.com for more details. Now, if you're not really looking for a community to join, you can also support my work and offer what's called a creator compensation donation. So this is considered a thank you for those who enjoy my content and want to support my small business and keep this content coming. (laughs) So again, you can go to the same link um, to my website and have this uh, donation for as little as $5 a month, along with other bonuses and exclusive offers um, in addition to this audio recording. So something that's really important to know is that I'm actually calling these um, a cosmic love letter. So members of my community actually have access to a written um, version of this uh, audio recording. Um, So I figured that having this kind of audio recording to pair with it is something that could appeal to multiple um, learners. Um, so without further ado, let's get into our cosmic love letter and the energy that I'm really feeling for airy season in 2022 is embody the spiritual warrior. So Aries energy is all about courage, directedness, and the will to exist. But the typical fiery energy of this sun zodiac season is imbued with a mystical spin this year as several planets are still transiting through watery Pisces. Now, from the perspective of somatic embodiment, Aries rules ruled by Mars refers to anger, action, desire, as well as the sexual impulse and the sympathetic branch of the nervous system, which is commonly known as upregulation or fight flight. Now, for those who are interested in cycle awareness, this is also the energy of the expansive phase of the cycle. Now, friends, not only are we acquainting ourselves with Chiron, 
the wounded healer this Aries season, which makes a conjunction or a fusion to the sun and moon on the new moon. Um, But also we're approaching a once in a lifetime conjunction or fusion between Jupiter, the planet of expansion and Neptune, the planet of spirituality and emotional Pisces. So that was a little little bit of a synopsis to give you an idea of what we'll really be focusing on um, in this cosmic love letter. Now, I want to give you a warm welcome to Aries season 2022. Uh, (laughs) Aries energy is such a breath of fresh air or like just this like impulse or this rush of life force energy after the winter months. And I love the way that the seasons of the zodiac, as they reflect the Earth's rhythms, are really a beautiful way for energetic balance within our lives and within the universe. So the sun ingressed, this is a fancy astrology term for saying entered, (laughs) the pioneer of the zodiac, Aries, on March 20th at 11.31 a.m., Eastern time, which initiates the spring equinox in the Northern Hemisphere. As I said, this is also the new astrological year and the International Day of Astrology. So yay, astrology lovers unite in the self-care club. I really hope you'll join us in the membership if you haven't already. So let's move forward now with a little bit of astro education and all things Aries. So Aries is a cardinal sign ruled by the first house, and Mars, which is a two-year cycle of action and sex. Some of the qualities that we can find in Aries are like independent, strong, courageous, confident, active, bold, assertive, driven, leader, pioneer, and decisive, right? But every sign and every planet, every house has a spectrum of possibility. So on the other side of the coin, we find some shadows. This is aggressive, overly competitive, impulsive, impatient, stress magnet, drama seeking, dangerous, selfish, ego driven. This is only a list to really get us started. And you might be thinking, okay, I might, you might have your son in Aries and you might not even like relate to any of these. So I want you to know that like the sun sign astrology is only scratching the surface and you have a sign for the sun, moon rising and the planets, right? The nine planets in our solar system plus the asteroids. And so this is just to say that like the human psyche is so much more deep and complex than sun sign astrology really makes it to be. But know that even archetypally, we can learn a lot about Aries energy and what's going on in the transits and in in our lives. So um, in terms of like comparing this to the Earth's rhythms, because we tend to think of astrology as solely being like about outer space, but we need to also remember that like, especially when we're thinking about like the sun and the moon cycles, that they have an intimate connection to the Earth's rhythms. So we can feel literally the changes in the rhythms. Nature all around us is demonstrating the impulse towards life and growth. The sun is getting warmer. The days are getting longer. And where I live in North Bay, Ontario, the snow is melting really quickly. Actually, all day uh, yesterday, we we had rain, right? So it feels like there's a shift happening. Soon, there will be new sprouts coming through the soil, buds forming on the trees, and animals looking to mate. And I'm not just saying animals. I mean, humans are animals too. Wink, wink. (laughs) So side note, look to your Mars sign to learn more about your sexual desires and your action impulses. And I also like to look at like, you know, 
the people we actually mate with <laughs> or our partners. Like, what are their Mars signs and what is the compatibility with yours or what is the synastry between that? Now, after long months of hibernation and emotional thawing of Pisces season, so for people who are new to astrology, the sign that precedes Aries is Pisces. Um, and it's interesting to like really see the whole spectrum of the zodiac from from that end because Pisces is the last sign of the zodiac and Aries is the first sign of the zodiac. So there is a very there's an the sense of a new beginning happening. So after those long months, Aries fiery energy provides much needed inspiration, invigoration, and life force. So through our interconnectedness to Earth's rhythms, we can intuitively sense this shift in energy. I know I'm definitely feeling it. And I mean, we haven't even like we're, we're just beginning the new astrology year. So I'm curious if you feel it too, you know, like I even feel it with the increase of light or sunlight during the day that I have way more energy. So we can feel that we're entering this, um, this is an expansive phase of the earth's rhythms. And so going more into like back into the psychology of things, you know, every fire sign is here to develop an identity. So right now we're focusing more on Aries, but we also, you know, find Leo and Sagittarius here. So all of these, the three fire signs are here to develop an identity. In Aries territory, it's about identity and action. Again, identity in action because Aries is a cardinal sign. So there is an emphasis here on like developing a personality, developing an ego. And this is really reflected in like the rising sign and the first house, which is, you know, which is mirrored, mirroring our Aries energy. Now, in evolutionary astrology, we see that there is some sort of like karmic impulse for growth or there is an evolutionary goal that um, we are working towards achieving and I don't want to say that there's like an end goal because I don't believe in things being linear I really I really see things as being a process and things being cyclical but the part of us that is touched by Aries has reached a point of evolutionary growth or learning where we're um you know being asked to develop courage so again like the evolutionary goal here is the development of courage and that goes hand in hand with the development of an identity and our personality in the world. And we do this through action. And more specifically, like the Aries archetype does this by seeking stressful situations and being bold, assertive, headstrong, and direct. And you can even think um, to those qualities I mentioned earlier and how they can really uh, help or even hinder the, this process of the development of courage. Now, we can also see um, this energy as the biological impulse towards outward initiation in the world. So think about like when we are fetuses in a womb, right? Like literally that biological impulse to actually be born from the womb and be separate from our source as an independent individuals, right? So that is like literally our entrances into the first house of the the birth chart it's like okay like we become independent individuals and so right away we have this illusion that gets created that we are separate from source but as we evolve here as independent individuals we develop an ego personality and having an ego is really important so that we can find our center and have clear direction in life 
as individuals in society without having an ego can be really difficult to function or to know what actions to take in life or what steps to take in life. So this is why like people with like prominent Aries energy or like natural pioneers and leaders, like they have that inherent um, quality about them that helps them have this clear direction in life and help, helps them make decisions based on ego personality. So of course, like having an ego can be a shadow, but I always like to say that like those fire signs, they really help us find our own center. Now at its best, this co- the cosmic ram Aries courses through our veins when we prioritize ourselves, we feel motivated, we take action in the world, honor our independence, stand up for what we want and sit in the fire of discomfort. So in other words, this is like really about our will to exist, our will to survive, and our will to take up space. You know, so even um, in the Astrology for Self-Care club this month, I'm going to be focusing a little bit more on education around the sympathetic nervous system and um, the, the, or the sympathetic branch of the nervous system and the stress activation within the, the action cycle and how it, you know, a healthy amount of stress is really important so that we survive in the world. And so that we have, you know, we know we can take up space in the world, you know, but again, in its shadow, like Aries can be like impulsive or the part of us that's touched by Aries, and this goes with like Mars as well, can be impulsive, aggressive, competitive, combative, cutthroat, drama seeking, and a stress magnet, right? So it's like either way, this impulse towards the development of courage and this like the fire energy is going to need somewhere to go. Every energy is some sort needs some sort of channel to go. So astrology helps us become more aware of this energy so that we can actually choose to respond really mindfully in the way that serves our highest good and the highest good of all. I also want to mention going back to this like biological impulse to like or like this outward initiation into the world, it's like also like this upward moving and en- energy um, of like the up uh, of like um, a sprout breaking through free from its shell towards the sunlight from the darkness of the soil. So we can see that there's a tremendous amount of energy there. And just personally speaking, like as someone with no fire signs in my chart, except for Lilith, which is commonly known as like the repressed feminine, I find Aries energy to be rather intimidating. (laughs) I mean, I have my Mars and Scorpio, so I do have some spice, but it's a little bit different. But the truth is like Aries mirrors a part of me that feel that I'm uncomfortable with and I'm learning to embody and I'm learning to reintegrate into my wholeness. So I, I have a lot of Aries friends Um, And they ultimately challenged me to develop courage in a specific area of my chart, aka life, right? So I know when I've had like prominent Aries transits in my chart that um, although it's been like very uncomfortable, it's also forced me to grow. Um, You know, Aries also opposes my Venus and Jupiter in Libra. So we can see where that opposition comes from uh, and that discomfort or that tension can come from. But nonetheless, even if it's uncomfortable, it's medicine. Um, And it's been medicine many times in my life, even though um, I moved on from like more of those like potent Aries transits that like I can, I can, I know that this Aries energy is something that I benefit from cultivating in my life. 
So I am curious to to know, like, what's your relationship with Aries energy? Um, there's benefit from having, like, sun sign horoscopes, but I love just presenting this information to you and empowering you or encouraging you to really sense intuitively what, how, like, how this lands for you, just simply by hearing my insights. You probably know where you stand with this Aries energy, whether you know your birth chart in depth or not. So do you revel in Aries energy, maybe like explosively, <laughs> or do you find its qualities difficult to embody? It's, so again, in like more of the embodiment, the somatic embodiment portions of the astrology for self-care club, I'm also going to be talking about like anger as medicine um, and how it can really have a purpose in our lives. Um, knowing again that like anger or like those red type of emotions, frustration, rage, are and are often associated with Aries energy and Mars. So let's talk now a about some transit highlights. Now a little bit of a definition for people who are new to transits. So we have the birth chart, which is a map of the location of the stars at the time that you were born. And this gives us a snapshot of your psyche, like Carl Jung defines this as the sum total of the human psyche. So it gives us a root prediction of your personality and the potential of your soul's evolution and life experience. But the movement of the sun, moon, and planets activates specific themes in your life, in your experience, as they interact with your birth chart. Again, the blueprint of your psyche. So we're going to be highlighting some predominant astrological transits relevant to Aries season. So specifically March 20th to April 19th, 2022. And just a huge disclaimer here that there are always so many transits happening <laughs> uh, that are beyond the context of this love letter. Um, so I've just um, carefully intentionally chosen a few of them that I would like to speak about. So on April 1st, we have the new moon conjunct or fused with Chiron and Aries. It also makes an exciting sextile aspect to Mars and Aquarius. On April 12th, we have Jupiter conjunct, so fused with Neptune, which is the once-in-a-lifetime transit that I mentioned earlier. And then on April 16th, we have the full moon in Libra, which makes a challenging square to Pluto. So let's break this down in a little bit more detail. So the sun and moon connect in the early hours of April 1st to initiate the new moon in Aries. So the new moon is like a blank slate. It's a new beginning. And so on April 1st, if you were to look at the sun in the sky, you would be able to know that the moon is actually in that position. So during this phase of the lunar cycle, the moon and sun align in the same position in the sky, which is why we can't see the moon. Now this new moon is fused with Chiron and Chiron began its eight year transit in Aries in February, 2018. So you can even think about like where you can look at where Chiron is, has been traveling in your chart and what themes have come up for you since then. Uh, chances are they will be highlighted within this transit now. And um, this new moon also makes an exciting sextile aspect. So an aspect is an energetic relationship with Mars, the planet of action in rebellious Aquarius. So we have a few parts here. 
we have the Sun, Moon, and Chiron aligning in the same position in the sky in Aries, and they make a 60 degree alignment or angle to Mars in Aquarius, right? So a 60 degree alignment or um, sextile is a green line that you see in your birth chart or in a transits chart. And it's exciting. So it's kind of like the energy of <laughs> uh, teenage love. So it's like really exciting and intense at first, but like most often fizzle, fizzles out pretty quickly. Nonetheless, I think that this could be like really uh, inspiring and energizing. So in other words, this is the warrior Aries, the wounded healer Chiron, and the rebel can, that are connecting in exciting ways. And they, this sets the tone for the following monthly <laughs> or monthly and six month moon zodiac cycle. So in other words, like the new moon and the full moon in the same sign are always connected by a six month cycle. So we'll be able to see like the full completion of this lunar cycle in six months on the full moon in Aries, which happens in um, during Libra season. So that will be for another time. <laughs> um, so with Chiron being the wounded healer and it's involved within this new moon, we're being invited to heal wounds related to the archetypal warrior. So you can even think about like the warrior kind of energy and the qualities that it can take on on the spectrum, right? So it's like, what kind of wounds are we personally healing with that warrior archetype? On one hand, some of us are learning to evoke Aryan fire and develop courage. So that might look like standing up for ourselves, taking risks, uh, feeling like moving beyond fear, uh, being true to ourselves, like you know, the, the possibilities are endless here and super unique to your own situation and, you know, the social context that we're in. On the other hand, some of us are working to tame our aggressive, competitive, and impulsive tendencies. So I actually feel myself on, like, all... I feel like all of it. <laughs> um, but I think, like, overall, though, like, something that I'm feeling, especially now that we're, we're going to tap in um, the Pisces energy that's also in the transits is I really believe that we're also healing like ego illusions of separation that make us forget about our interconnectedness to each other, the earth and the cosmos. So think about the example that it provided or the analogy of like coming of our separation from the mother, you know, like in, in the first house, Mars and Aries, we can think about us as like, uh, you know, an ego personality as individuals, uh, as independent as like, you know, um, but really, are we really independent? I think to a certain extent we are, but I think some of the Aryan, sh the Aries shadows can come in when we really forget about our interconnectedness to each other. So while Aries energy is like does feel energizing, it's wise to remember that we're still moving through a lot of Pisces energies. Um, so Pisces is Pisces is a, a water sign. So there is a, an emotional sensitivity. Uh, a, a, there's also a mystical quality there. Very imaginative, very gentle and um, rhythmic. And so right now, like this this season, we'll have Mercury, Venus, Mars, Neptune, Ju and Jupiter all in the signs of the cosmic fish throughout the month of April. That's a lot of Pisces energy. When there's more than three planets in one sign, we call that a, a stellium. So, you know, like, yes, we're in Aries season, but we have to remember the bigger picture in astrology. So if you want to know more about like the descriptions for all 12 planets, all 12 signs and 12 houses and more 
um, information to, to support your study of astrology. Um, in the Astrology for Self-Care Club, um, I have a toolkit library. Um, so I've actually created an astrology cheat sheet. So you can refer to that for, um, to help you learn the definitions associated to all this astrolingo. I'm going to be continuously adding to this toolkit library. So it's something that I'm really happy to help you with. Also, side note, I'm hosting a Read Your Birth Chart workshop on April 10th, um, and I'm doing this in collaboration with um, health coach and astrologer Phoenix McCoy, who is also my lover, um, and we really bond through astrology, and members of the Astro Astrology for Self-Care Club get in for free. Um, people who are, um, if you offer a donation as a creator compensation, you also get a, a, a donation, uh, or excuse me, a discount to this workshop. Anyways, back to our cosmic love letter. So to kind of like summarize all this energy that we've we've talked about so far, picture like expansive air energy, like wind, like literally the air that we breathe, and inspiring fire coming together, like the combustion. And there is like a hell of a lot of water on their backside. So like, how would this energy feel for you? Like, what, what comes to mind when I say that? Ah, something to consider. Now, on April 12th, we'll be experiencing a once-in-a-lifetime conjunction or fusion between Jupiter, the planet of expansion, it's also the planet of abundance and luck, and Neptune, the planet of spirituality and imagination, also the planet of divine love, and emotional Pisces. So this is like a very important transit because Jupiter and Neptune are home in Pisces, which just emphasizes the energy that we're already working with. It heightens the ethereal, mystical, and intuitive aspects of life. So this is like really a dreamy time and dreamy can be a really great, a great thing, but it can also be challenging. Um, so with Pisces being the last sign of the zodiac and this conjunction happening in the final degrees, there is a sense of endings, completion, and finality here. So every sign is on a 30 degree radius, right? So if we have 12 signs on 30 degrees, that makes the um, like 360 degrees. So when it's when the planets are at the very end, so think like 25 to 30 or to, to 29 degrees and 59 seconds, there is like the energy of like finishing business like it, it like almost like accelerates because it's like okay we're at the very end of something and Pisces is the last sign of the zodiac right so there is like a really strong sense of ending here or completion or finality or a dissolving um and my mentor Rishal from uh Rishal Malet Astrology has told me that like astrologer Stephen Vores likens this transit to a spiritual graduation so spiritual graduation and this is like especially important for people who've actually been doing their inner work and who have had like a spiritual practice. And like when I like heard this, I'm like, my thought is like, what are you letting go of? Or what are we letting go of? What is graduating here? Right. And I know for myself, there's been this energy of like letting go of something that is like no longer serving, serving me. And with that has come like a lot of grief. And ultimately, I know that I'm letting go because to make room for something that's better for me, um, to make room for something that's going to facilitate my growth. 
And we know that, you know, after this ending with Pisces, that there's the energy, there's Aries, which is like a huge expansion into a new beginning. Um, so I really love to make like that connection between um, that, that transition point. So again, like, what are you letting go of? Now we can break this down, um, like break down the word spiritual into like spirit, ritual, and like spirit reality. So I think that this is a really powerful time for ritual and like divination practices or for channeling creative imagination. But like, we need to remember that like, yeah, we can have these like big rituals and practices, but I think like ultimately like Pisces is the energy of like being, So you can experience, like, spirit reality without necessarily having these, like, elaborate practices, but simply just, like, being with your experience, being present, and experiencing, like, the sacredness of the present moment. Like, very, very simply. And I want to mention, too, that, like, while this has the potential to be super dreamy and, like, a very mystical time, it can also be a time where we mistake fears, wishes, and hopes for reality. So, um, a little love memo to, like, remember to keep your feet on the ground and to be discerning. Um, And sometimes we can have those kinds of practices to help, you know, cultivate this container of safety for us to feel present. Um, So it really depends on, like, your own experience. So more specifically, uh, this Neptune-Jupiter transit invites us to elevate our consciousness, dissolve illusions of separation, and show compassion for all living beings. So, like, think about what I mentioned earlier with, like, the energy of Aries being, like, the formation, like, the creation of the ego. (laughs) And, like, being our own independent selves, whereas, like, Right. That, and that's like the very beginning of the astrology wheel. And then at the very end, like with Pisces energy, it's like about like letting that go <laughs> and like removing the armor of the ego around the heart. So there's some interesting dynamics here. And so, yeah, there's this like. There's it's a potential to be like a very heightened spiritual time, but in its shadow it can also emphasize our sensitive our sensitivities, which can feel really overwhelming and ungrounding, especially for highly empathetic people. I mean, I'm gonna say like especially highly empathetic people who have trouble setting boundaries, whether that's like energetic, emotional, mental, and physical, and 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 so on and so forth. And just to tap in like the world events here briefly, and this is not not at all a detailed mention here because there's so much going on, but. This very briefly, the with the war in Ukraine and our collective processing of the global pandemic and climate change and the human rights movements, in addition to our own personal struggles and our place in the social context, it's really valid to feel overwhelmed by the state of the world and to want to escape. And if you feel that, know that you're not alone. And we're not meant to go through it alone either. We never were meant to go through it alone. So we're really integrating personal and collective trauma and grief. And many people may resort to denial, escapism, and addiction as survival strategies, which is, again, very valid. And if you feel this, I see you. And I want to mention, too, that like my one-to-one clients with strong Pisces energy, especially the ones that are being affected by this like Neptune and Jupiter transit uh, around between like the 20 to 29 degrees, 
um, have reported increased feelings of sadness or like overwhelming emotion, grief, uh, numbness, and depression, especially uh, over the last few months. I'm going to say even like towards the end of 2021. And so you might want to take consider where like this Pisces, where this transit is like um, activating what it, where what it's activating in your chart. Sometimes, you know, we do need to withdraw from reality because like Pisces is also is also and Neptune is about like our like um, disconnection from the ego and from like the mundane realities of life. So like being able to connect to the other dimensions and uh, our imagination. And so we do like that. There's a healthy amount of withdrawal and escape that can happen and we you know do need to seek respite from like our our overwhelming emotions um it's not always wise to dive in completely into our emotions because the (laughs) nervous system can only take so much so again it goes back to this like being like discerning and having those practices to help us keep our feet on the ground and uh, remind our our bodies or nervous systems that we are safe in the here and now if that's the truth if we actually are safe where we are and for you it might not be so um yeah I just want to send you some love and remind you to choose wisely um and to seek professional support if you need it so in its highest expression this transit can help us remember the power of love like very simply put like the power of love But it can also remind us of the power of like feeling, of acceptance, understanding, forgiveness, and surrender. So I know these one-to-one clients with Pisces energy, like although they've had these increased feelings, um, but they're, they've also, like I've also noticed that like a lot of them are like in a place where they're like, like they're ready to like surrender to what they're feeling and they're ready to like move through it and accept the state of how they feel. So, you know, if we're going to tap in, like, the energy of Aries there, like, that takes a tremendous amount of courage. Yeah, it really does. That's so brave. So, moving forward now, um, towards the end of Aries season, we'll have a full moon in Libra. This happens on April 16th. And it forms a T-square aspect to Pluto in Capricorn. So, think about the full moon. The moon and the sun are completely opposite one, one another. We call this an opposition. 180 degree angle again there's a current of of energy between them and then in between them forming a 90 degree angle on either side we call that a t-square and this energy is challenging so the warrior aries the lover libra and the authoritarian or capricorn they meet up together for a challenging dance and i want to remind us that square aspects teach us that growth happens through conflict so I know for a long time I was like ooh like squares like that's like that's a bad thing (laughs) or like I always knew that there was nothing bad in astrology but I was like ooh challenge and then it's like you know what like the parts of your chart that have the squares are the ones where you're going to experience the most growth so you know as members of the astrology for self-care club who love personal transformation squares are where it's at (laughs) So when Luna is in her brightest illumination, when she connects with Pluto, the lord of the underworld, we can expect this full moon to be very deep, empowering, and transformative. On the flip side, it can also illuminate abuse, power struggles, and shadows 
not only in our personal lives and relationships, but also with authority. And so here I'm keeping it really simple, but um, you know, this could definitely illuminate things within the our, our systems of society, our structures, and so on and so forth. So members of the this community actually get some new moon and full moon check-ins. So I'm going to uh, talk about this in a little bit more detail and provide um, charts for these transits so that you have more information. So with all things considered here, like we can use the medicine of Aries to help us move through discomfort and the medicine of Libra to help us be cooperative within this transformative time. And, you know, just to kind of like zoom out from all these details we've just talked about. The image of a spiritual warrior comes to mind. So like when you're thinking about the spiritual warrior, like what does that evoke within you? Now it can be tempting to use astrology to fix our problems. I know I try to do that a lot, <laughs> especially as a counseling astrologer. Um, and we can relate Aries really, you know, easily to just like, okay, bold acts of courage. But perhaps the bravest thing we can do in these times is to accept and surrender how we're feeling and be fiercely loving. I'm going to say that again. Perhaps the bravest thing we can do is to accept and surrender how we're feeling and be fiercely loving. Perhaps it's fiercely loving to yourself, fiercely loving to other people and what you care about, the earth. But it's like really coming from a place of like interconnectedness with that like passion, that courage of, of Aries and all the other energies that we just talked about. So a couple questions for reflection. How can courageous action serve your highest good right now? How can we embody the spiritual warrior and exercise fierce love for the highest good of all? Ooh. So you might want to like replay that um, and journal that out for yourself or just contemplate, meditate on these questions. Allow the spiritual warrior to speak to you. Um, I'm also, you know, you can also refer to the, the written letter that accompanies this audio recording. It's there for you as a resource. And know by May 2022, during Taurus season, we will feel a definite shift in energy with Jupiter ingress Aries. So Jupiter will leave Pisces and enter Aries. And so again, it's like going from like the end of a cycle to the very new beginning. So we will feel a big expansion in this territory of Aries. And eclipse season also starts during Taurus season, which accelerates our karmic evolution. So this will be the talk for the next season of the Zodiac. Um, and this is, we'll also talk about this in our next episode. So to leave you off in our very first cosmic love letter, I'm going to share some tips for navigating the cycle of the universe and know that like, I love offering practical tips and tools. Um, and I will be continuously, um, interacting with members of our community. Um, and so as a gift and a little taste of what we have to offer, I'm going to share these with you now for the entire public. And so here we go. I have five tips to help you navigate the cycle of the universe. Number one, 
find your rhythm. <laughs> so I really feel in like that Pisces energy here. So if you're feeling, especially if you're feeling like a lot of emotion, channel it, channel it through art, such as dancing, painting, poetry, music, and cooking, and like allow yourself to just drift off with this energy or with this activity. Let these practices move you. And in this way, you're allowing it to be, right? It's kind of like reminding you again that like Pisces is simply like experiencing consciousness. It's being, it is observing awareness, observing itself. And I think like art and like all forms of art are such a beautiful way to find that rhythm. Now, this really ties in with like the energy of Aries season. So really prioritize activities that get you in your body. And this can really help also like ground you. So specifically consider movement practices that evoke your inner fire by raising your heart rate and creating heat within the body. Um, of course, like uh, working with your with what's accessible for you but some, some suggestions are sex dancing working out and like just you know making a note on sex with the sympathetic activation of the nervous system like mars it's very connected wink wink uh <laughs> i also recommend like simply going outside and intentionally feeling the warmth of the spring sun on your skin um you know visualizing it like penetrating your or just like not penetrating I guess that is kind of like Aries energy, but like infusing your solar plexus, your solar plexus chakra. So at your navel. Now, I don't know if I mentioned that that was like tip number two, but now we're going to tip number three and connect to your inner voice or higher power. And so I'm thinking specifically about like that Neptune, Jupiter, conjunction in Pisces and that stellium in Pisces that we have and how it's like really a powerful time for heightened intuition, heightened um, um, dreams and connection to divine or the sacred. So this might involve practices that help you get into your healthy meditative trans-like state, such as meditation. But literally like all of the practices that I just mentioned are ways that you can connect to this. Um, You know, like Neptune is often like this connection to a higher power, this experience that we might call God, the universe, the creator. Um, But it's like, so what helps you like really tune into that connection? Some call, some call it that inner voice, but it's like really this like connecting us to like the essence of who we are. Um, I'm also going to do like, I also want to mention like, you know, psychedelic experiences, but I, I want to be like really careful for the, with, with saying that because, you know, some people also use it as like a way to escape. So be, being really discerning here with these kinds of experiences, um, and finding that kind of middle ground, um, especially with like the opposing energy of Pisces being Virgo, which is much more like grounded in reality, um, and focused on the physical body. Tip number four, this goes hand in hand with what we just talked about, but pay attention, pay special attention to your dreams, your visions and synchronicities. So, you know, those of us who are into like numerology and angels and uh, messages from the divine, like all of these are different messages from our subconscious and like, you know, Aries is very headstrong. So it's like, we can think that like, okay, it's only what we see in like the, the, the physical reality is like what's happening right now. But like Pisces helps us 
open our mind to something like way bigger. And so this is how like, you know, the dream realm um, can help us access that. Now, last but not least, tip number five, create a new vision for yourself in the world for this following astrological year. So I know that like we have New Year's resolutions, January 1st, but in the astral world, airy season is really the beginning of the new year. At least it is for me. <laughs> so hello, goal setting and vision boards. I actually have a blog that's accessible to everybody and uh, I provide some tips for um, goal setting. So be sure to check it out. And so, yeah, if you're like, we can tap in the imaginative, the imaginative qualities of like Pisces here with a vision board, or if it's vision boards aren't your thing, you can do like a Pinterest board. You can do like, you can draw, um, you can write down these things. But this is really a great way to pair the heightened intuition and imagination from that Neptune-Jupiter conjunction with the motivating qualities of Aries. It's like, okay, we want to imagine them, but this Aries energy also like compels us to initiate that into action in the world. So here we have it, folks. I hope you enjoyed our first cosmic love letter. I know I did. <laughs> I spent um, a lot of intentional time and care into putting this together. Let me know if you enjoyed this audio recording uh, and if you would like to receive more in the future. I'm really open to your feedback and I look forward to connecting with you and fellow Astrology for Self-Care Club members in our very first virtual meetup on March 31st. So this is happening hours before the new moon in Aries, which is also the first new moon of the astrological year. And stay tuned for our astro embodiment meditation. So something that's really cool about like the work that we do together is that we generate tips together. So I know that I just provided some suggestions, but like when we get together as a community, we really start to see that like it's a co-creative experience. So I am intentional I intentionally like set up our like first meetup to happen before the new moon so that I get you know, inspired with the needs of like the entire group. So I have an idea of what it might be and I'm going to be providing like some like educational material about like anger as medicine and connecting a little bit more to like understanding the sympathetic branch of the nervous system, fight flight. But we generate what we need for our self-care journeys and to navigate the cycle of the universe together. Again, like I'm still on my own healing journey. I'm still learning and it, this process is never done. So if you enjoy that kind of process that I'm suggestion, suggesting, be there. Um, and you'll see that it will infuse itself within the meditation. We're also going to be having a full moon yoga class with Adele from Living in Rhythm. It's a Chandra Namaskara, or it's also known as a Lunar Sadhana. Um, so it's a full moon flow so the specific sequence for that and Adele is such a gift and she's she was a pivotal person in my astrological journey and I used to go to her full moon classes all the time when we lived in Sudbury so I'm really excited to have her part of these offerings and again um, we have the read your birth chart workshop which is free for members happening on April 10th now if you want to learn more about how the current transits are affecting you and receive personalized astrological counseling, please book a reading with me uh, by clicking um, on the work with me tab in on my website. 
Um, you can also reach out to inquire about astro life coaching packages, which is more appropriate for like continued support. You know, the transits are always changing and to receive accountability as well. Um, as many of you know, I'm starting full-time studies in May. Uh, I'm going back to school to study counseling uh, psychology and to become a psychotherapist. So I will have to significantly reduce my availability. So this means that the time to work together is now, especially if you want to work one-on-one together. And then uh, once I start school, priority booking will be reserved for members of the Astrology for Self-Care Club. Um, So again, I'll be checking with you um, around the new moon and full moon with more details and pictures of charts. And here I'm really talking about the Astrology for Self-Care Club members. Remember to take good care of yourself. We'll take good care of each other. Merci. Thank you. Chimi Gwech. Walalin. I'm sending you so much love this airy season and beyond.